Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. And All right, it's hour number three. Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. We'll go full buffet here. 800-919-3776 to be part of the conversation at Barton Han on Twitter, Instagram as well. And this is, like I said, today is one of those days because of the championship weekend and the, the two big games. And Bart has so much to say about these two games. Heartbreaking for him with Detroit and Baltimore going down and then the way they did both different ways. But also the matchup now we get in the Super Bowl that we'll talk about for the next two weeks, which is Mahomes going for number three. And the the 49ers in the Kyle Shanahan era finally seeing if they can break through and all this talk about Brock Purdy and what he is as well. But there's also news on the front of the Knicks that we have to get to. And we had Wojan earlier in the show to give us the latest on Julius Randle. you hear that momentarily. But first, Bart, it's hour number three. It's Bart and Han. What's that mean? It's the sour hour, 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 hour. Hit the ten bells, man, for the fallen soldiers. So, so sour of an hour. I got no power. Who devour? I need a shower so nobody can see that I'm crying. Oh. I'm sorry about this. I know how much it hurt you because a a a Lions Ravens Super Bowl you would have been it would have been impossible to deal with you. But but even the Lions you'd be in Vegas for even sure. Even the Lions Kansas City. Because we've seen that matchup week one. Yes. And the Lions are better than they were week one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. No, I know. I know. It was so close. And, I, like, now, it's now, hard. Now, 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 see, this is what I do now. I'm watching first draft. Yep. And I'm trying to see who the Jets can get. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Oh, he got Jets. Fashano. No. Okay. No. No, you see it right there. Mock draft 1.0. Jets pick. It says number nine. Look right there, man. Oh, Mel's mock. Yes, that was Mel's mock. We've already done that. We I'm already just, did Mel. Mel's first mock had the Jets taking him. I'm just, I'm just looking at this young man that reminds me of the Brick Shaw with dreads. He does look like Brick. Brick with dreads. He's got glasses six, and the six. hole. But he's just, just, just cut his dreads off, man. This is what life's all about for Jet fans right now. Dreaming. But you know what, though? As a Jets fan, watching the Lions give that game away. The Lions are us. Yeah. Like, it's like, it was like, so hard they, not to relate and they, say, they oh, were the team that They this? were the team that was been, like, like that, that, that had been, like, forgotten about that was restoring their their dignity and pride so like I think that's a loss for like the Cleveland Browns of the world it's a loss for the Arizona Cardinals of the world here's what you do it's a loss for the t- if you're Dan Campbell after the game and you go for the field goals right and still lose and someone says to you you know all year you went for it on fourth down why did you just opt to take only three because this game when this different. was a, and I would have said right that's exactly I would have said because this franchise has never been to a Super Bowl. And when you're this close, you take the points. And that's what I do. Yeah. I am not I, I'm not gonna hit on I'm not hitting on eighteen. I'm not hitting on sixteen. Yeah, th- this I'm is, not hitting on sixteen when I'm this close yes, to the jackpot. Exactly. No, sir. Exactly, because eventually I want to transfer that 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 stress onto them. Cause they're the ones chasing points. So I want I want I want to put that on them, man. So like, 
I would have said, hey, it wasn't time to go for it on fourth down. It was time when 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 the clock got underneath five and we, and we, we looked up and saw where we were at. Because who's to say that now, because they're chasing points, Brock Purdy isn't throwing the football and it's a tip ball. There you go. And he's the one that you know throws like the one that he he like the football guys blessed him without giving up a turnover by hitting a kid in the face, Belder in the face. That should have been Which a pick. Is just so bizarre. Yeah, off his face into Ayuk's uh, hands. Like come <laughs> just on, man. bizarre. To every Lions fan was like, "Yep." And when they're ex- that's about that's exactly. about that's, that's about that's about how if it you're goes. a Jets fan and you were watching that game, that you can't tell me that that play happens and right. you go. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what happens to us. And and, and they'll, they'll brand listen they'll, franchises like listen, us. That's they, what happens. But they'll brand it. They gonna call it the face catch. <laughs> like we got the butt. We got the, we got the touch. We got the butt fumble. The butt fumble. They gonna have the touch. They gonna have they gonna have the face catch. <laughs> that's just the, the. It's just if you're a Jets fan and you're watching that game, you know you were relating to it and you were saying this but, is what um, this is what we do. We but, go through this. This is what happens. All right, before we get to calls, and we're starting to rack them up right now, which is awesome, uh, we had Adrian Wojnarowski on with us early in the show at the very beginning because he had breaking news. He had a Woj bomb early on, at a, just before we got on the air, and it had to do with Julius Randle with a lot of people certainly wondering, just, exi- you know, wait a minute, uh, like, why are we going this whole weekend and we haven't gotten anything about Julius Randle after that injury that he suffered where the only thing the team called it was that he had a right? His right shoulder was dislocated on a fall late in the wind over the the heat on Saturday afternoon. We had nothing more after. The X-rays were negative. Nothing more after that. Had an MRI. What are the results? Well, we finally heard something, and that of course came from Adrian, and he said, "Whoa, says this as testing continues on Julius Randle's right shoulder. Indications are optimistic that his absence will be measured in weeks and not months." He put that tweet out. And there was a long exhale from Nick, Nick's nation. So we had Wojan because we wanted to get the latest from him. And so he broke it down for us of what this all means. It's relatively good news for the Knicks and for their fans, for Julius Randle, based on you know the initial concern of seeing Julius lead the court in pain. Uh, you know, he underwent an X-ray, the X-rays on Saturday night, the MRI, and they've spent a couple days looking through it. And early indications are, and there's optimism that this is going to be an injury and a timeline for a return that's going to be measured in weeks and not months. I still think there's going to be some definition to what that means, how long he's going to be out, but the hope is certainly he can avoid surgery, you know, at least during the season. But you have a 10-day all-star break coming in about, what, maybe a little less than three weeks Mm -hmm. in February, and so that takes you through a week and a half uh, without games. So all in all, given where the Knicks are, and I think for for New York, this is a has a chance to be a, a you know relatively good outcome. Uh, you don't want to lose him at all. This has been an, an extremely durable player. Uh, he's played 95 percent of his games for the Knicks since he signed in 2019. He played every game this season until he'll miss tonight's game. But the hope is again weeks on that dislocated right shoulder for Julius Randle, not months. Now let's be clear: there is no timeline. There was nothing yet put out there that would say, well, they exp- you know you get the typical the four to six weeks kind of thing, the two to three weeks kind of thing. You always get some type of timeline. That has not yet been established by the Knicks. So as Woes was saying, they continue to go through a little bit of testing and looking at it and trying to figure it out. 
But the good news is there was concern that, you know, this could be a torn labrum and that could require surgery that would cost him the rest of the season. Now, it could be a partially, it could be a small tear, one that could be repaired, one that you could even play through and wait and yeah. do the surgery in the off season. There's a lot of feeling that maybe that's where this is headed. Now, the other key piece is that it's his right shoulder. Yeah. Randall is a lefty. He plays predominantly lefty, and so that's another thing to think is that you hope it doesn't have major impact on his ability to shoot the basketball. He's averaging 25, 9, and 5. That's going to be hard <laughs> to, to, to uh, make up that production. Yeah. But as Woj said, All-Star break's coming up in a couple of weeks. That's 10 days. There's only 12 games in the month of February as well. This is the lightest month of the season for everyone when it comes to schedule. The Knicks have OG and Anobi, which they didn't have before, and OG can play the starting four position, and they can move someone into the starting five, whether it's Josh Hart or someone else. And so they have those options to try to just get through it. There's also a trade deadline, though, Bart, coming up in two weeks or next week, and they could also explore several different ways they can approach it. But as Woj told us, he doesn't think they will do anything with the starting five, even with this injury. He still thinks it's going to be – you know, peripheral players to try to help the bench, and that's where the Knicks will be. And let's see if they get Randall back, maybe Mitchell Robinson back. When April comes around and it's playoff time, they could be a whole roster again. Yeah, you, you can't panic because you lose one guy. You have to already pencil in that, hey, you may lose one of your major contributors. Right, you look at Hallenberg and just missed ten games. Right, yep. you talk about potentially Julius Randle if everything is good, maybe missing about twelve to fourteen games. You supposed to be able to, with you know, to to endure that. Right, it's an opportunity too for you to evaluate OG to see what happens. But I think that doesn't stop you from doing the plans that you thought. Whether it was Burke, whether it was Brogdon, you know, you still make those moves and those are points that you said, okay, well, we can get 15 from here. OB's going to have to step up and somebody else is going to have to step up. That's how you replace the 25 points. Right. It's not, it doesn't have to be just one player. Right. So you still stick to that in hopes that, you know, he's going to come back. You know, and you think about you know, playing with a, a torn labrum, you know, it, it's going to be fine. I, I still have a torn labrum in, in, in both my shoulders and it doesn't stop me from playing basketball or doing anything. You know, I needed surgery and I decided not to get it because, you know, I may, I've lost some um, dexterity and some, maybe some, some flexibility, pliability and like my shoulders. So like it, it stops at a point, but it doesn't stop me from being able to shoot. And if, because it's not his, um, it's not his, you know, shooting, shooting hand, arm. Shooting, yeah. shooting arm he can easily play through this and get the surgery if he needs it in the offseason to be fine. Now, so I, everything that Woj says, I, I take it as, you know, rule, right? I, I understand that he's got his ear to this better than anybody in the league. So what he says about the Knicks and their plans at the deadline, I've heard the same type of stuff. But can I just, can I go walk a flocka to use your uh, phrase? Flame on. I'm just thinking... That before the deadline, if I'm going to make one phone call that is out of pocket, where I'm just going to, like I said, go walk a flocka, I'm just going to give it a, I'm going to throw it on the table and see if I get a response. Just throw it out there. Would I be insane if I called the Nets and offered five first round picks for Mikhail Bridges? <laughs> Tell me no, and then the conversation's over, but I'm going to make you say no. Am I crazy to just say, you know, let me give this a shot. You could tell me no, and that's fine. But this offer doesn't stand after this moment. Hmm. It's on the table, 
right? Obviously, Fournier they is inspiring. They turned down four, right? They, they turned, turned down, down four. four, right? Right. Okay, you turned down four. Will you turn down five? Fifth. Because even with Randall back, Mikael Bridges still fits. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying. You think five and what? It ain't going. Well, think- well Four- Fournier's expiring. You'd probably have to give him a you know some young players. But I'm giving you five. Like I don't have to give you bodies when I'm giving you five. You're you're going nowhere right now, right? Now yeah, again, yeah, I don't know. I'm going. Five. I told you this is this is insane. This is this is me with a couple of tequilas on a Friday night, right? That's what that's me. I'm not doing this in any type of like. I'm not using any type of. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, Bart? Help me out. Uh, like this is just straight. Like just I'm gonna take a shot. I'm shooting my shot. Yeah, yeah. And just seeing what happens. I'm gonna catch if can I catch Sean Marks in a weak moment. Vulnerable, like man. Like you don't like where your season's going. You don't like your team. And I'm giving you. He knows this, this team ain't it. He knows that. So uh, by by Thursday, I'm just gonna call up. But I, I it's on the table. It's know. off the table at four. Never coming back. Yeah, I don't know. If yes I, or no. No. Yes or no. No. That's my centerpiece. No. Is no. No. I'm not. No. Now I know again. There's no logic they, to this whatsoever. Because they, they got pieces back from KD. Mm-hmm. Um, no. But they don't. Yeah. They don't have their own first this year though. Yeah. No. So, like I said, what I'm saying is not logical, Allen. It's drunk, Allen. Like straight up, this is drunk solo. Yeah. Stay off the weed, Allen. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a, like it's not a it's not to me any type of logic built in. This is just me if I'm like. Before the deadline, you always shoot one shot. If I was a general manager in the NBA, if I ever got that job, that's how I would approach the the deadline. I would always have one player that's like a wish list player that I probably I know I'm probably not getting him, but I'm gonna make a crazy offer just to see if I can if I can get you to move. Can I get you to flinch, Bart? And so that's it's only one. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna have five picks. I'm not gonna throw them around the league. One, and I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say I'm gonna call you. You have a minute. You call me back. We'll make a deal. If you don't call me in a minute, deal's over, and then I move on. But I'm just going to shoot my shot. This is my Tyra Banks offer. Shoot the shot. And I'm just, you know, that's it. So you say no. You said you said it's a waste of time. It's going to be a waste of time for me, but I'm not Marks, right? Uh, I don't know what the grand vision is. Because I, mean, I wouldn't you, do it for DeJounte Murray, you, you got, you but got I would Cam, do it for Mikael Bridges. You got Cam Johnson, right? Because yeah. he's under contract. So, you know, for, for, right. for you, if you're the Knicks, that's... Well, he's also a Villanova guy. He's friends with these guys. He's a culture player that would fit right yeah. in with everything I'm doing. And it still works after the fact. Like, I don't worry about, well, what happens when Randall goes back? What happens is he becomes a starter next to Brunson. Yeah. Because he's versatile enough to play two, three, or four. So I'm not worried about any of that. I mean, we know that's a dream pick. Right, yeah. we, we know that's the so that's, that's, the, that's the start they Let's want. Let's go. They'll be. Let's go. They'll, they'll they'll be like the team of one A's. I mean one B's. I don't care. Yeah, you, I know. You hold team of one B's, but I'm gonna give you five picks, and you have you have one minute to call me back. And then if you say if you're not gonna call me back, we're done. What is that five minutes to break? Then then it then it right. Then then it then it right. Four minutes left. <laughs> then then it then it. <laughs> Then, then it. <laughs> <laughs> right, I won't even. I'll put you on hold and just have that uh, whole time. <laughs> two minutes left. So you're not feeling. You're, you're not feeling that. I thought. I thought. No, you'd no, react I, to I, that. no. I feel it. Listen, I'll put it out there. I just don't. I don't. Wouldn't think, you do I, that I, every I, trade deadline? I, I would think, have I don't a think player move off of that is my dream player that I know I probably can't get him. Yeah. But but I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a shot. Why wouldn't? Why would? Why wouldn't OKC say I get seven? But they got about thirty five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean they won't.
<laughs> but it, you, everything is done logically, but there should be one illogical. Yeah, I, yeah. I think at a deadline, a GM should have one illogical offer True. that he throws out there True. just to see. True. And nobody will ever know about it. True. But you, but tell, you do you, it anyway you, you just tell, You to tell see. anybody it's gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. The minute it comes back to me, if that thing is a boomerang, it's gonna be, and it comes back to no, it's gonna it's gonna be one of those things like when uh when um when Marcus is gone, like yeah, you know, one time <laughs> Nick's called me, offered me seven first round picks, right. man. I turned it down. I probably should have took that. <laughs> yeah, man. Right. They offered you five, and you said no. Yeah. I thought he was crazy. I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was being serious. Right. Or somebody else would go. You offered five? Yeah. It's like, 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 yo, man, I heard. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't take it. I heard Ash and Kush in the back laughing, man. I told him I was getting punked. No, I ain't ain't doing it. But but how do you you feel, though, about that as my GM strategy? Always have one illogical trade offer. Yeah. Just to see if you make them flinch. Make them jump like Rod Strickland. I I wonder how fans will react to that. Like, you came with five picks? Yeah, right. Hey, right. Evan Foyer. If they oh, accept Evan Foyer? It? Oh, they took Evan? No, oh, no. All right. He hangs up the phone. Remember draft, draft Day, the movie, where he hangs up the phone, and the guy takes a deal, and all of a sudden, you see Kevin Cotter's like, oh, God. Oh, oh, my God. Like, you did what? Like, <laughs> you traded our whole draft away? Like, he's like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I would probably feel that way, mm-hmm. but I'd also feel pretty excited about what I was bringing to my team, knowing fit, personality, culture, yeah. all those things would not be an issue for me at all. It would just be the, the the picks that I gave up that somebody could say, well, maybe in the summer you could have used those picks to get a superstar, right? But I'd still, those illogical picks, I would do that. Just one a year at the deadline, just to see. 800-919-3776. Let's go around. Well, like I said, we do the buffet. So let's see. Um, let's go to Dean in Pittsburgh. Dean. Hey, guys. Uh Great show. That was, you know, Dan Campbell's decision-making yesterday in a big game. That was the worst decision-making that I've seen since Pete Carroll. You know, Pete Carroll, when he lost them that Super Bowl. Uh, when he, when he decided to throw instead of just hand it off to uh, Marshawn Lynch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Can, yeah. Can, you, can you guys think of think of any decision-making in a big game besides Pete Carroll? Because that's 1A right there. So it was just a shame. And, you know, it, it's like a, it almost seems like a stubbornness, you know, in both situations. I don't know. And the, the, the only other thing I would ask Bart is, Bart, you ever walk away from a game uh, kind of knowing the coaches, you know, the coach blew the game for you? I mean, you, you work all year. You know, that's like game 18, 19. How much time have those Lions put in? And then you get that decision-making. I'd but, be furious if but, I was a player. But I've never played at that level, but you know where I'm coming but from. But here's the thing. The coaches have put just as much time in it. And just like, um, you know, uh, players have to develop and be put in situations to learn how to respond, so do coaches. So this was a young, green coach that has never been here before that had to figure things out for itself. And, you know, maybe, you know, in a vacuum, maybe, you know, next time going forward, he wouldn't do that. He'll learn from this situation. But – you know, coaches have to evolve and grow and learn as well. Let's take uh, Mitch in White Plains. Mitch. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Um, good. Hey, so the thing I thought about yesterday's game, I've watched a lot of Ravens over the season because they've been, you know, highlighted. Um, likely was on fire for the last five games. I don't know why they forced Andrews back. But even if he's healthy, 
when this like bond and connection between Likely and uh, Lamar kind of built up. They even talked about it on one of the broadcasts. Mm-hmm. Just wanted your take on that. What do you think? Bart? Yeah, I mean the the bigger bond is still with uh, Mark Andrews as well. It's not like he just came back. His and, favorite you know, target. He only practiced. He practiced for two weeks. They didn't activate him the first week, and they went ahead and played the playoff game without him. So if your best player, your highest paid guy, so if Travis Kelsey's hurt and some guy stepped in and played well for him, you think they're not going to activate Travis Kelsey? Well, Mark Andrews is that. He he's like yeah, outside, people forget he's elite. Outside of Kittles and and him, he's mm-hmm. that guy, yeah. a thousand yard receiver at tight end. Yeah, you know, I don't think it was about that. I think it was about the fact that you couldn't have play action because you didn't run the football. Let's take uh, Jason in the Bronx, Jason. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, Alan, you read my mind with that that trade proposal. Now, I know it's unlikely being that, you know, the Brooklyn and oh, the you mean the deal. Drunk solo? Drunk solo trade offer? <laughs> yeah, but but check it out like this. Mikel Bridges has, after this year, he has two years left yep. on his deal. Mm-hmm. So he could walk for nothing. So maybe not this year, but next year, if you keep, uh, whatever, if you pick up uh, Fournier's con- um uh, contract as far as like he has an option that you can maybe float that deal because you think the Nets are going to let him walk for nothing. Mm-mm. Like if you give him a crazy deal, it could work. And next in next to OG and you have Jalen Brunson, you can't say they're not superstars, but they that's a great team. Mm-hmm. That's a team that could compete to me at any level. You got Jalen Brunson, you got OG, you got Mikael Bridges, and you got, you got so many versatile uh, the versatility it, 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 of that group. Amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a Nick. Fans' dream. I'm gonna say that right now. And I've been saying this for a while. And once I t- I got in my car and I turned the radio, I heard you said. It. I said, "Oh man, I gotta call it. I gotta call it." <laughs> <laughs> he my Pre- Appreciate but, it. Yeah. If it's not. It's not out the realm, uh, especially next year. Well, that's, my, it, that's my point. It's still, yeah, no, and I, like I said, to me, thank you, Jason. I, I look at these things at trade deadlines. Is there's always should be you. You have logical offers. You know the pieces. You know you call in on Brogdon. You check in on Alec Burks. You know what is all right, Danny. What what are you going to make me pay for Jordan Clarkson? You know that kind of stuff. Like those are the pieces that you know. Obviously, Bruce Brown and Masai. All right, Masai what, how much am I going to have to give up for this? But then you just go, all right. What's my what's my absolute like? Uh, just just Friday night drunk offer that I'm gonna make. I'm gonna shoot my shot, right? Tyra Banks is in the building, and I'm just I'm walking up to her. What the hell? You mm-hmm. always make one every deadline, I believe, knowing that it's probably not gonna happen mm-hmm. because maybe one in one in five years, the guy goes, yeah, I'll do that. And you're like, whoa. Hey, you know what? And you that's know what? you the, know what? They, ain't, they ain't giving me no extension. Screw them. Right, it could be a GM that you never know. He could just be like done with it. Maybe he wants picks. Maybe maybe there's something that you never know. So you just you just make the offer, and you let him let him laugh and hang up on you. Let him laugh and hang up on you. Alan, you never know. You're crazy, dude. Yeah. dude you just right. took one. In put, the down the, put down you the put down the Casamigos, just, huh? Yeah, you put just it took down. one in the juggler, dude. <laughs> We will continue with your calls and something that Bart said about Lamar Jackson we must revisit. Stay with us. Barton Hunt, 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Bart. First of all, yeah, the greatest breakdown ever by Tom Cruise in this in this in Tropic Thunder this song. Yeah. The greatest ever. <laughs> like that just made him the king. He like he's had some movies woo, where he's woo. not the main character yeah. where he just comes into the movie and you're like, "Whoa, that was Tom Cruise." Yeah. Yo, he that character of his with the with the with the greasy eyes. We will F <laughs> you up. <laughs> Like, G5. It's the one thing he can't do. G5. <laughs> it's the one thing Tom Cruise can't do is whenever he would get mad, like you remember, like even in Jerry Maguire when he was like yelling stuff, whenever yeah. he yells, you're like, yeah, that's hysterical. It looks like, like his Mar- voice gets funny. It looks like Marty McFly. Like, come on, man. Like nobody worried about Back to the Future yeah. and Marty McFly getting mad. <laughs> Call me chicken. One more time. Man, ba-bop, ba-bop. <laughs> I smack the hell out of your little <laughs> Hey, uh, according to Joel Sherman, Aaron Hicks in agreement with the Angels. Oh, that's a perfect place to play golf. <laughs> oh, he loves golf. The man. Angels only have said. to pay him $740,000 can- because the Yankees are still giving him 8.7 yeah. this year, 9.5 next year, and then the million dollar yeah. buyout right. for 2026. Right. Please believe please believe that he that Y'all can he, be mad had, at Aaron Hicks all you want. Yeah. He he's doing just fine. Be happy that he has a country club. They are first rate country club too. Right there, golf, unlimited. No pressure on winning either. Not at all. Not at all. 800 so tiny. They don't nobody cares. 3776. I just want to revisit something quickly before we get back to the calls. The phrase you used when describing Lamar Jackson, was that he choked. Yeah, he did. This is his first time on that stage, and he didn't live up to expectations. You, you, That's you, not easy for you to you say. Know, You're not a, you love him, right? Love like, him. Let's yeah, be clear. I've known, I've known him since, like, when I was on CBS, he came on when he won his Heisman. Mm-hmm. I also did a financial literacy program at his school when he was a member of Louisville. So this is not, like, you're not, like, flippantly no, saying him. this. Listen, but I can't be overly critical of Dak Prescott, overly critical of Josh Allen and and not, you know, see what I saw, right? He pressed. He didn't make the throws. He didn't make the plays. This wasn't one of those Josh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes duels where the defense was letting you down, but every time he or he did, he answered. So the only only person we can say that are is the equal rival to Patrick Mahomes is Joe Burrow. He's, he's the only, the only one, one he's the only one that showed no, but he's also the only one that showed that he can stay calm and make make plays. 
The heart rate never yeah. got too high. Yeah. And it looked like, and that's why I was asking you if my, again, untrained eye, is that Lamar to me. They were shook. They, like, were, they were shook. And he wasn't shook because of what he was saying on the offensive side. He shook and pressed because he didn't stay patient and understand that, hey, you can win. I think I saw the record that the Ravens are 0 21 by being down by 10 points or more before halftime. Wow. So, like, I think that. They press because they not they know they're not built to come from behind, but you are built to come behind, and it, they weren't behind by that much. This wasn't this wasn't this wasn't the 49ers having to come back from what was going on with the Lions down seventeen, just getting physically dominated. But they, yeah. but they all they, they, they start pressing because their defense was getting you know the ball was well, just moving. It just know, looked like he was were he felt like he had to make every play. Like he and just, he start and he start trying to make home runs instead yes. of getting doubles and triples, yes. which they were giving him. Like it's like it's like how people start playing Mahomes early in the season a couple years ago. They force you to dink and dunk and find like find they blitzed him right and they forced him to try and find where the holes were, and instead of being patient, and Todd Munkin wasn't patient either. So so you got panic from the from the coordinator, and then it, it trickles down to the play call, to the, to the to the quarterback. And that's what happened. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's continue with the calls. Craig and Lansing. Craig. Hey, hey, good afternoon, fellas. Um, I, I, I think one of the most overused phrases is, well, the analytics say, okay, and then they'll say something after that. But here's what I look at. I mean, because I'm not against going for it, but, but I, I think you got to go one step deeper, one layer, peel the onion, one layer deeper, and say, suppose we get this fourth and short. Okay, we've got our goal. We're, we've retained the ball. But suppose we make the field goal, and we can guarantee that we do one or the other, and either one we choose, we make it. The next analytic should say, okay, what's better with the, the time left and the score that it is? What's better, having a 17-point lead kicking the ball off um, or having a 14-point lead in the ball? Because I think, here's the final thing, let's put the pressure back on them. Okay, that was cute. You know, you take the field goal right back at you. Now what you going to do? So you've got to keep some kind of momentum going. Mm-hmm. It's not, I just think that people oversee, oh, well, we, we got 55% chance of this short. Okay, fine. But don't just look at that. Look at the rest of the game, too. I think, and I think you missed the mark. You know, and this is from a 49 um, that can just – I can't even move. Man, let's not get this. Craig, you yeah, we're, you're making good points, but we're just the signal yeah, kept cutting he, out. He's so. calling all the way from San Francisco. That's why like, Let, they, they cut his signal. I don't know if they cut his signal, but it was. But the points certainly are, are, are there to be made. Let's continue with the calls. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Oh, Ray is in the car. Go ahead, Ray. How you doing, gentlemen? So, uh, real quick points. Number one, that's why you don't give Lamar fifty million a year. Why hold it? Why is that? Number uh, because. Comes crunch time, he didn't get it done. That was a terrible pick. But come, but come crunch. Oh, triple but, but, coverage. But, but, here, but here's the thing, though. Crunch time, like did he? He showed improvement. He's going to win MVP, so he's getting better. He's only 26 years old. You know, Josh Allen. No you doubt. Know, Josh Allen couldn't do it. Year? Yeah, but, nah. but I mean, you about to get you, you gave you my gave, opinion. You gave forty million dollars to Daniel Jones. Like that's just what the that's just what it is. Like well, I wouldn't still, have paid that either. But, but you know, he, I'm a Jet <laughs> fan, so you know, I, I really don't have a leg to stand on with that. <laughs> uh, number two, I took so much joy uh, that Flowers blew that game because flat out puts himself before team, complete punk. You're down ten, and you're and you're spinning the ball in people's heads. 
But don't, don't. Uh, they were they were Down acting 10? up. They were acting up. Like, yeah, they, they were Down, that whole team Down was out. They were, that didn't make sense to me, Bart. Oh, oh boy, was holding his leg. It's true. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. It's, 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 first of all, what, what, what and I'm then, saying. And then let me just finish. And then Karma comes and bites him back, uh, fumbling the ball on the one, which was a great defensive play. But you know, now you're crying on the sideline. You know what? Maybe you shouldn't be spinning the ball on people when you're down ten. Well, I, listen, I wouldn't call bad business. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him a punk. One, he's a rookie in an emotional game that he's never been in before. So the tone, I believe, was set by the veterans who was acting up. Van Noy. It was no excuse for Van Noy to be doing what he was doing. Yep. So the, t- the and then it was a mad trash talk, and the kid still had 150 yards receiving. So he did his part. You know, like the the mistakes that he had. Uh, is one thing, and that's something that he has to learn from. But like when it's a young player, I have to give them some grace because he's never been there before. Been, biggest stage, biggest moment he's ever been on. He showed up. He just made some some mistakes that he's going to have to learn. That from. whole team was too jacked up. Yes, they were. They were just. You know what's funny? And I don't know if it really works in football. I don't know, if I, but I don't know but, if I can call him a punk. No, no, no. And I don't, well, I don't know. Like you still, it's, a, a lot, a lot of people still celebrate when you only when you down ten. Yeah, <laughs> like we about to go score. What do you mean? Like then we then we make it a comeback. So like should should McCaffrey and everybody not pump their arms? Well, by the way, nobody talks more behind? than McCaffrey. Right. Nobody talks He's more talking than McCaffrey. Mad cash. Um, I don't. I get, I'm not sure if this if it fits here with football, but I know it's something. Pietro used to say all the time. That home field and home ice and home court is not always to your advantage because you can be too jacked up. Depends on your group. Yeah, you're right. And your this group. was an inexperienced group. Fair to in, say? Inexperienced when it came to collectively as the group being in this type of game. Yeah. And they they everything worked against them. Now, if they would have been an underdog in their house, it would have been different. Maybe. Right? The fact that they were the, you know, they were too juiced up. Yeah, and they couldn't, they, couldn't have, they couldn't handle their emotions, you know, from the defensive side as well. Raycron was kind of a bordering line, reckless as well, you know, when the pushing and shoving yep. and letting Kelsey get into to the head. Yeah, Kelsey's been there before. They had a couple of dangerous tackles, a couple of just like the swipes. There were some things that they were doing. Then, of course, the after the whistle stuff. And did it all start when Mahomes and Kelsey took uh, Justin Tucker's yeah. kicking yeah. apparatus and threw it? Yeah, now that's dis- that's disrespectful, especially the level of player. Justin Tucker that Justin is. Tucker is. They like, were laughing about it. That's that's like that's like. But still, you you don't recklessly grab my stuff and throw it like that. Like you 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 play around with them and stuff like that. And then there was but a like, there was also pushing and shoving before the game on the field. But too. that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, and that's what I'm saying. The heightened sense. Yeah. And, and Mahomes and I guarantee you, Andy probably addressed it like, "Hey, we got them just where they want them. Let's let's let mm-hmm. them make let's make sure that they make the plays because they'll do something first and then they waited for people to react retaliate. Mm-hmm. So that means that that was a strategy because they've been in these big games. There, it's not emotional to them. Mm-hmm. It's emotional to the Ravens because they're they're new to the scene. Exactly. Dave in the car. Dave. Hey, what's up, guys? Just wanted to bounce some things off you. You know, with respect to the Ravens and the, and the Lions, let me start with the Ravens. You can see that they were losing their composure early. And here's where I think the choke came in with Lamar, and I thought I thought like the coaching should have reeled it in. When you look at the game again, it's like and you know statistically. I, you guys have the stats, I don't, but I think their stats are off the charts. Whenever the Ravens rush for 80 or more yards, or uh, Lamar rushes for a certain number, they're basically unbeatable. 
and there was a point in the game where he still had a lot of field to run, and he still had the pocket mentality. And I felt like the coaches at halftime should have been, hey, if you don't see anything long, don't force it. You're the best running quarterback in the history of the game. Take the 15, 20 yards until you get someone open. So I think that's where there was a lack of coaching with the Ravens. And with the Lions, quite simply put, I mean, when you're up 14 and you can go up 17, you know, it was a momentum breaker. You go up 17. It's three and now scores. The play calling from the, say again? That, that, to your point, that's three scores because right. you can't go for eight and, and close the gap. It's mm-hmm. still three scores. It's a three-score lead. Right. Exactly. And I looked at that and I said, geez, man, a simple thing like kicking a field goal, you, you look at them losing by three. And you look back at that game, and that, that rest, everybody thought the quarterback golf was going to choke. He wasn't the choker this game. He played hard. They played well. It was the coaching and they, with the Ravens and the Lions where they basically did not coach their team in the moment to gain some type of composure and make the right decisions. Right. Uh, that's really it. I think coaching lost it because yeah. Lamar had a lot of channels where he could have burst for 20 yards, 15 yards. He just kept trying to be a pocket quarterback. I'm like, bro, mm. I'm sorry. But be see, who you are. See, but no, no, but yeah. here, here's the thing. It's hard to be a pocket quarterback when they got six DBs and you only got four receivers. That means they doubling two people and you don't know where the double's coming from and they're blitzing one of them. So you should say, hey, Lamar, if it's not there, just take off. Then guess what they got to do? They got to come out of that coverage. Right, right. right. right? And then or, you- or you run the football and say, you want to put these little three little dudes out here? All right, we about to have your support. You 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 believe in Reed, right? You believe in Reed, right? All right, well, here, here here's, here's, here's our 305-pound yeah, fullback. Yeah, they played very small. Here's, a, here's, here's our 300-pound fullback. Go holler at him. Yeah. 800-919-3776. We'll finish up with your calls. Plenty of them to get to before we hand it off to the K-Show. But first, Bar, tell me about Sansone. Yeah, man, Bar Scott here. You have to check out Sansone Auto Mall for yourself. I mean, it's the largest auto mall in all of New Jersey. You get to choose from almost 2,000 new and pre-owned vehicles across 10 top brands, Nissan, Toyota, Kia, Jeep, Mazda, Hyundai, and more. Sansone works with you so they can fit within your budget. Credit issues, not a problem. Sansone does all the work to get you approved. Sansone works with over 20 banks so that you can get more financing options. Tell them Bar Scott sent you. They'll take an extra $1,000 off your next vehicle. Sansone Auto Mall is located on Route 1 in Woodbridge. Visit SansoneAuto.com or call 1-800-SANSONG today. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. So, Bart, I swear I did not read this. So, ESPN put out six big trades we want to see before the next week's trade deadline. And I'm telling you, I never saw this. And everybody's sharing it with me now after I, I gave you, you know, the 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 uh, drunk Han Mm -hmm. on the trade deadline offer that I would make every year as a GM, as I said, I would make this all, I would always have one shoot your shot trade, like a a dream player that I would want to get. And I would just make a crazy offer knowing it'd get shot down, but you never know. And so I said that I would offer five picks to the nets for Mikhail Bridges. And I know Sean Mark's going to say no, but I would do it anyway. And make him say no. See if he flinches. And then tell him, like, it's off the table after we're done talking, though. If you say no to me, I'm not coming back to you. Don't, don't come back to me. Apparently, in ESPN's six big trades we want to see, 
our good friend Bobby Marks has this. Bridges goes across the bridge. He says the Knicks get Mikhail Bridges. Hmm. The Nets get Evan Fournier, Quentin Grimes, and five first-round picks. You, you, Maybe I'm not as crazy. Maybe I'm not as drunk as I thought I was when I made this call. Yeah, you high. Maybe I had a half a gummy. High is better, yeah. You, you, you were mad dog. <laughs> maybe me a mad, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that's all it took. <laughs> you know, it was just a... Wow, how about that? I mean, <laughs> you got to make the nail. You got to make matches. No, I, t- I, tell you, I tell you what, man, like like you said, like I, I don't know what they're doing. I thought, I thought they would remove a lot of those pieces, you know, before the season started, but they decided to stick no, with well, all those Well, they were competitive wings. last year, and they thought maybe this could be something. And, you know, Jacques Vaughn but, is really looking like he's struggling. Yeah. But but you're right. There's too many of the same. Yeah. There's no lead dog. There's no point guard. So they, they have I some I mean, issues. I don't mind it not being a lead dog because I feel like, you know, Bridges is a lead dog. You can People say that about the Knicks, right? But I don't know if they, they, they look at him as that. Yeah, they need some other pieces, man. Like maybe even a big guy like Jared Allen coming back. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Well, they're playing the Cavs, by the way. You talk about a team that's playing out of their mind. They're playing well, too. But, yep, yeah, just so you know, I'm not that crazy. Bobby Marks agrees. Let's take Jay in Kentucky. What's up, Jay? Fellas, it's an honor and a privilege to talk to you guys. How are you guys? Good. Go to Matados. Hey, I just wanted to give you guys your flowers. I, um, I have the honor and the privilege of leading the Special Forces team for the world's greatest army. And, uh, you know, we spent the last nine months deployed in the Middle East. And uh, my back? son, yeah, we, yeah, we've been back three weeks, oh, uh, mobilizing now, waiting for new orders. But um, my son would download the podcast and email them over to uh, me and my unit. And uh, I just want to let you guys know your, your reach is global, man. There's many a times where uh, we felt connected to the sporting world. Um there was one time, I don't know how many months ago it was, but uh, I fell out of my rack listening to your podcast when uh, Bart just yelled out gingivitis randomly because you guys were talking about somebody, <laughs> I think, with no funky breath. Uh, but uh, I just want to let you guys know, we, we, uh, we're we here in, in our shack. We just took a double shot of Petrenity. Uh, it's gasoline, Bart. I don't know what it's not as bad is, as you thought. It's not as bad as you thought, though, right? Like, it's, 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 it's uh, digestible. You know what? I I think uh, I think you got to build up a tolerance. Yep. I mean, again, you know, we've been, trust me. We we we've been living on water and rations. So, uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was straight Jay, to the dome. Jay, uh, first and foremost, a, we, the honor and privilege is ours yes. with you. Thank you so much. Second of all, we'll you put you on hold. I want to get somehow, some way, your information to be able to get in touch with you. But uh, God bless and, and stay safe. And thanks so much for that. It meant the world. K-Show coming up next, Bart. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.